0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource base for autism and much more. I'm happy to have Dawn M. Barkley as my guest today. Dawn is an award-winning author who has spent more than 30 years working in different aspects of the travel industry. After attending Tufts University, she worked in sales, marketing, and management for her parents' travel-related firms, and then branched out into travel reporting with senior or contributing editor positions at Travel Agent Magazine, Travel Life, Travel Market Report, and most recently, Insider Travel Report. Dawn holds degrees in psychology and marketing and is the mother of two, and she resides in New York's Hudson Valley. She is the author of Traveling Different, Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse. She also writes fiction as D.M. Barr and holds leadership roles in several writer organizations. Welcome, Dawn, and thanks so much for taking the time to join me today to discuss traveling with loved ones who are neurodiverse. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So... To begin with tell me what prompted you to write this book and how long did it take you know
1: it's it's an interesting story because I tra- started this book in the early 2000s uh, when I found well I had grown up in a travel uh, a travel family uh, and as my bio said I, uh, I worked for several travel organizations so when I had children I expected things to continue as they had been, and my my children had other plans. They were not easy travelers, and I would say they were definitely anxious and inflexible. Uh, so I went to look for a book that could tell me how to help this, because I believe there should be a book for everything. And unfortunately, there was no, well, maybe fortunately, there was no book for this. <laughs> so I started interviewing for it. And I spoke to Dr. Tony Atwood, who's very large, as I'm sure you know, in autism spectrum disorder. I spoke to Dr. Ellen Littman, who's well-known in the ADHD world. And this was in the early 2000s. And then I kind of hit a wall because I didn't know where else I can find, find people to interview. So I kind of put the book aside until about 2017. When I saw that there was a designation created by a group called IBCCES called the Certified Autism Travel Professional. And when I saw that, I knew that there was a way for me to write this book because many of those travel professionals were special needs parents themselves and they had done this intense training so that they could work with people on the spectrum and help them with their travels. So I interviewed many of them. I interviewed their clients uh, who were willing to speak to me, who uh, were special needs parents, a lot of allies and advocates. And you know, by 2018, there was so much, or 2019, there was so much more on the internet that I could use to further research. I also knew a lot more about the publishing industry in 2019 than I did back in 2000 because I'd been writing fiction in the meantime. So when, how long did it take me to write the book? Actually, when I really got down to it, it took me a year, but it doesn't, it sounds more like 22 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how time flies, right? (laughs) So the book has an entire chapter dedicated to starting small, What do you mean by that? And can you offer some examples? Sure. I think that when you have young children
1: or now, you know, because we've gone through two years or longer where people haven't traveled, you might have like a six-year-old who was traveling when they were three and they don't even remember anymore. So it's sort of like starting all over again. Um, You have to introduce the concept of travel. And to do that, there are many different ways you can... Get picture books with their favorite characters in travel situations. I list some in the book, but certainly your local librarian can list a lot more. Uh, There, thank goodness, for technology. There are videos for every aspect of a trip so you can break it down and make the unfamiliar familiar because the key to all of this is creating a positive frame of reference and creating predictability because that's what all children crave, but especially those on the spectrum. So you want to you create familiarity for them. And you can do that through videos. You can do that through role play. You can do that through social stories. Um, And you can also do it through something I call mini experiences. So instead of spending thousands on a hotel stay uh, before the child has ever spent a night away from home, perhaps stay at a local uh, friend's house or relative's house and see what it's like for the child to sleep in a bedroom. That's not his or her own, because right away, The triggers are going to show themselves. Uh, Whether the child needs the scent and the texture of their own blankets and sheets and toiletries, or whether they need a fan to drown out the noise from the hallway or a nightlight or their favorite toys, you're going to know. And by figuring that out ahead of time, you're going to be one step ahead of the game when you do travel. Um, A mini experience could be instead of going on a camping trip or before going on a camping trip, setting out a tent in your backyard. It could be taking a trial run through the airport with the help of a group like Wings for Autism or calling the airline and asking for a tour ahead of time so that the craziness uh, and chaos of the airport is something that you've already worked your way through. And there are other tips like working with a group called TSA Cares who can assign someone to you at specific airports to sort of guide you through places like security and help you when problems arise. So there's so many different ways that you can think ahead. Starting small can also be taking a trip locally to a flea market or a garage sale and calling it a scavenger hunt or calling it uh, a tour so that if it's successful, later when you go on a real tour, you can call back to it and say, remember when we went on that tour to the garage sale, this is gonna be, it's gonna be fun like that was.
0: Those are all really great ideas. Those are really great ideas. Um, So tell me, what kinds of travel do you cover in the book?
1: I try to break it down into a logical format. So the first part, other than talking about um, starting small and whether you go foreign or domestic and a lot of just different considerations of preparation ahead of time, I get into how do you get there? You can go airline. Uh, bus, car, train, cruise. So I talk about each of those have their own chapter. Uh, Then car and bus are combined. And then I talk about once you've gotten there, where are you going to stay? So I talk about hotels versus vacation rentals. I talk about houseboats. There are so many different campgrounds uh so i talk about that and then once you're there you can't spend all your time in the hotel room so i talk about what you're going to do whether it is uh, going to a theme park or a resort or um, special interest museum how to take the tour how to deal with restaurant dining and then i have a list of um resources at the back of the book including all this uh, certified autistic autism travel professionals that i interviewed so you know how to get a hold of them if you'd like to work with them
0: that well, it sounds like a fabulous resource. Did you encounter any surprises while you were writing the book? Um, I think what, what the biggest surprise
1: was is that the special needs travel tips can help all children, not just those on the spectrum. And it makes sense because all kids are, you know, anxious and inflexible when they're taken out of their comfort zone and what will take you out of your comfort zone faster than travel. Uh, and then there were just like really cool tips that different people had that I enjoyed. Uh, And and a lot of it was the parents were really talking about problems they'd had. I mean, they were talking about their own failures and how they got over them. So they weren't just saying, you know, I had this great tip and it was wonderful. It was like one father was like, well, I found out that they don't serve ice cream at Disney World at 10 a.m., Or at 9 a.m. You have to wait till 10 a.m. And my son didn't quite understand that. And we had to call the travel planner back home. And she was able to guide us to a quiet place in the park where he could decompress from his tantrum. Or same father, I believe, said, we learned you can't run the kid ragged in the theme park. You have to maybe make one or two stops and then go back because otherwise he's going to fall asleep in a soup at lunch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, I I hear what you're saying. So then what are some of the top tips you can offer parents for any kind of travel with their children who are neurodiverse? Uh, The number one tip that everybody included for every type of travel was
1: bring your noise-canceling headphones because Uh it's always going to help to take away some of that audio stimuli. And always bring uh, electronics, Even if you don't use them at home a lot, even if you have rules about how long you're going to use them, this is a different routine. The vacation is different from living at home. Let the kids who are going to be really stressed out have something familiar in their hands, like the iPad with their favorite television shows and movies. It's going to kill the boredom on a long flight or a long transfer or whatever. It doesn't hurt to have that. Also have um, sunglasses if you're going to a theme park, even at night, because those bright lights are going to be upsetting to a child and always bring your go-to bag. And I list all the things that different people said to include in their bag that they carry with them wherever they go. Um, And uh, the number one tip really, because it's the number one thing that keeps most people from traveling. If they have kids on the spectrum is don't worry about what people are going to think because you're, 85% 85% of this book is dedicated to tips so you don't have it, a meltdown. But if you do have a meltdown, all you have to worry about is your child, not to worry about, hey, what is everybody thinking about me? Do they think I'm a bad parent? Do they think my child is a brat? Who cares what they think? Your, your number one priority is your child.
0: Oh, I agree with you. And frankly, a lot of those things you recommended taking along on the trip are, are things that I'd like to take with me. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to relax on a plane or, or sure. you know, cut the boredom and all of that, just like you said. Sure. Um, so I understand you're writing a uh, traveling different blog and you also post on social media. What do those things cover? All different things. So
1: the reason I have the travelingdifferent.com blog, uh, well, travelingdifferent.com is my website and it has tips for how to find the book. It has um, my bio. And if you want to hire me for speaking, whatever, Uh, I put original content on there that either um, updates the book or augments the book. So some of the stories I've put on recently is um, how do you know when somebody says they have an uh, autism-friendly cruise or um, or or a tour? How do you really know that it is that? If it's not certified by one of the certifying groups, how do you really know? How do you? How should you evaluate it? There's another story about a company called Becoming Rentable, and this woman is um, certifying vacation rentals for their accessibility and for um, autism and for vision and hearing impairment and nobody was really doing that and because the major vacation rental companies allow you to self-certify she found that when she really delved deep and and vetted these places most of them were not even accessible to people in wheelchairs because Mm -hmm. there's such a people don't really understand what it means to be accessible um, I'm not talking about the people in the wheelchairs. I'm talking about the vacation home owners. So she's oh. got a whole company that's vetting these. So a whole story about her is in there. There's another piece. Um, what did I just recently do a piece about the Azores and how they're becoming, um, th- they're having a push to become really autism friendly. Um, and I have profiles of different companies that you might want to work with that, um, weren't in the book. The The number one thing I was talking to a podcaster who said, so how do you handle the letdown after the travel is over? And I hit my head and said, that should have been the last chapter of the book. <laughs> was, he was so right. Of course, it should have been the last chapter. So now it's in the blog and you get to read it for free. Okay. All right. I just Yeah. I'm such a nutcase about including as much as you can that um, the only way I could write this book is to know that I could keep updating it.
0: Absolutely, things change, and hopefully, yeah. we'll continue to update it because it's yes. it's got some fantastic information. Yeah. Um, is there anything we haven't covered to, at this point about the book or about your process in writing it that you would like to add?
1: Um, I just want to say that I was talking about uh, autism friendliness, and in the book, I do include whether a uh, place is certified autism center, and that's a designation by IBCCES. Or it's autism-friendly because it's either gotten um, training from one of the other groups that I list, or they just call themselves autism-friendly. So I urge people to do do their due diligence and check. I've got phone numbers. I've got um, URLs. Check to make sure all the information is still correct because, as we said times change and things change, but also call them and say, I understand you're autism friendly. What exactly does that mean to you? Who did your certification? What did you do to earn that certification? What do you offer? Make sure that what they offer is right for your child, because every child on the spectrum is different, but also make sure that what they offer is going to be offered when you're there, because there are some museums that might have a sensory afternoon one day a month, and it might not be the day you're in town. So I do urge people to do that. I also ask, you know, if you buy the book, great, but also ask your local library to store it. So um, to stock it so that there are people who can't afford it, they'll still have access to it.
0: That's all really great advice. So tell me, how can our listeners reach you if they have questions and where can they find your book? um my book
1: is available at all major booksellers like the amazons and the barnes and noble and the books a million also independent bookstores if you look on their websites you they can order them for you i i almost all of them subscribe to something called bookshop.org so they are able to uh, order the book through there for you you can get it through roman littlefield who is my publisher um if you want to reach me my email address is in the book um and you can also email me through the website, travelingdifferent.com. And that's T-R-A-B-E-L-I-N-G, different.com. And I'm on this different social media. So you can find me on Facebook or on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm diff D-I-F-F, because they couldn't give me all the letters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right. And could you say the full title of the book for us one more time? Sure. It's called Traveling Different. Vacation Strategies for
1: Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible and the Neurodiverse. It comes out August 15th. It's available for pre-order now in hardcover, ebook and audiobook.
0: Well, thank you, Don, for your time and for sharing some great information with us today. Thank you. Appreciate your time. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.